0: Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Boozy cruz Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, Zach here. Quick question before we dive into today's chat. So are you ever scrolling on Instagram and you see these like ridiculously beautiful Airbnbs that look like they're fresh out of a dwell or Restoration Hardware magazine? And have you ever wondered to yourself, like how the heck are these hosts able to afford to furnish their spaces so elegantly? Well, I wondered this too, until I found out that there's actually a secret that many of the best Airbnb hosts know that enable them to buy things like West Elm Media Consoles, crate and barrel couches, and parachute sheets at prices that... You just really can't get anywhere else. And that secret... Well, it's Minoan, a completely free platform to purchase everything that you need for your short-term rental. If you have more than one short-term rental, chances are that you use some sort of system for your property management, right? Whether it's like a guestie or an uplisting. Well, Minoan is the system that hosts use for furnishing and refreshing their homes. Minoan provides hosts with a one-stop shop to get hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands and a system where you can manage all of the ordering, all of the tracking, all of the returns, et cetera, in one place, which obviously just saves you a lot of time and money. Oh, and the best part, again, is that Minoan is totally free. Like, no membership fees, no annual dues, nada. Like, it's almost too good to be true, except for the fact that, well, it is true. <laughs> and if you thought Minoan couldn't get any better, well, that's actually where you would be wrong. So I want you to stay tuned for more info in just about 15 minutes from now that'll make you want to sign up for Minoan the minute this episode is over. All right, so stay tuned in just a few minutes and hear a little bit more about why you want to sign up for your free, totally free, Minoan account the minute this podcast is over. In just a moment, you'll re meet Emily Padan, Ben Wolf, and Isaac French, founders of Hinter, Onera, and Live Oak Lake, respectively. All three of these fine people were gracious enough to come back onto Behind the Stays for the first of its kind panel podcast. In this dynamic conversation, this trio shares their experiences of working with hundreds of influencers and creators to promote their hospitality brands. You'll learn what they think does and doesn't work when collaborating with influencers, how they structure their agreements and partnerships with folks, what they think about free night stays and giveaways, the gaps that they see in the Airbnb creator space, and so much more this is going to be a real 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 treat for any and all of you who have worked with influencers and or are considering working with creators and influencers to promote your brands all right without further ado get ready to learn from emily ben and isaac Alrighty folks, we are live and for those joining in on this episode, this is actually the, the first of its kind. This is a very special episode. I've got not one, not two, but three guests joining me on this episode of Behind the Stays and those fine folks are none other than Ben Wolf, Isaac French, and Emily Padan who are names that many of you who listen to this show probably know from Instagram or, or social media And I wanted to bring these three incredible people onto the podcast today to talk about a topic that we get asked a lot here at Behind The Stays that many of you who have boutique uh, hospitality experiences, many of you who have really unique stays, wrestle a lot with. And And that kind of overarching question is around influencers and how to properly leverage influencers and creators to grow your audience, to capture great content for your respective stays. And these three people have worked with a number of influencers and creators in a variety of contexts. And so I wanted to bring them on to the podcast to just hear a little bit from the horse's mouth, so to speak, on what works, what doesn't, and and what they've learned over the course of using folks to help promote their respective brands. Um, But just so you are introduced to everyone's voice, uh, Ben, why don't you say uh, hello and tell folks just like a very, very quick little bit about you. Hey
1: guys, Ben Wolf, um, founder, co-developer of Onera, a Treehouse Landscape Resort in the Texas Hill Country. Also have a experiential growth hospitality firm that manages third-party unique stays. You can find me at Unique Stays Guy on Twitter or just on LinkedIn. Ben Wolf,
2: happy to connect. Wonderful. And how about you, Isaac? Zach, thanks for having me. I am the founder and creator of Live Oak Lake. It's a seven-unit. Scandinavian micro resort here in Texas, as well as Ben. Um, we're right near Waco. It's about two hours from Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, San Antonio. So right in the middle of the Texas triangle and have loved sharing what I've learned, uh, with guests and students of the new master class and love talking about social media. So excited.
0: Wonderful. And last, but certainly not least, uh, Emily, why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Thanks so much, Zach. Yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you a little bit while a little while back and to have discussions with you and also to host you. That was awesome. So definitely hope to do that again. Um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about Hinter and myself. So um, actually, I fun fact, I was an elementary school teacher for seven years. Uh, not something that I think many people in this industry might have been or even might have known about me. Um, And then when I met my now husband, Mauricio, um, he was kind of in the midst of transitioning from working in the software world and also having this kind of brewing because of all his travels to Norway and Scandinavia. He got really inspired. So he had all these ideas. He didn't really know necessarily what he wanted to do with them. Um, So when we got together in 2018, we started dreaming together. And we essentially uh, put the pieces together over the course of the next six months. And um, we started Hinter as a hospitality company. So basically, we have, um, we call them spaces. And they're mostly, they're very design oriented. They're very much inspired by Scandinavia and Japanese design as well. Um, And they embody that slow living feeling. So we really want we, we wanted people back then and we still stand by it even more so today. We want people to have that experience of disconnecting and feeling calm and not necessarily realizing that it's because of the design, but it is because when you're in a space that's thoughtfully created, then you really can... Uh, disconnect, you can reconnect with yourself, with others, and you can have space in your creative mind to to create and to think of new ideas. So we created um, Hinter in early 2019 officially, and right now we have uh, three available spaces for rent, and we're actually working on a really exciting project in Vermont that will be launching in late 2024 which is our very first hotel. So excited to maybe chat with you another time about that, Zach, because uh, we'll be really excited to launch that next year.
0: Wonderful. Thank you all so much for that quick intro there. Uh, And Emily, I actually do want to start with you because of all these fine folks, I first got connected and and was introduced uh, to you and to the Hinter brand long before I knew anything about Live Oak Lake or, or Nera. So I'd like to hear a little bit about how you all have thought about leveraging influencers and creator partnerships to date. I first stumbled upon your brand on Instagram and I remember sending you a DM saying, oh my gosh, I have never seen folks like in the short-term rental space that care so much about being consistent with their brand and consistent with their design. And I was so moved quite frankly, by your all's Instagram presence. And then later had the opportunity to actually come and stay at, at one of your properties, which was exceptional in every way, but talk to us a little bit about just some of the basics. How, how many folks on average would you say have you collaborated with and in what capacity have you collaborated with these influencers and creators?
3: So actually at the beginning, when we started out Hinter, we kind of had to go fishing. Like people back then were not as aware, at least here in Montreal, Toronto, this kind of the Northeast area, people were not as attuned to what it was like to come and do a collaborative stay, um, hotel stays. This was this was new. Um, so in this community that I'm working with, I really had to slide into people's DMS, ask them, you know, would you like to come stay in exchange for some exposure? And some people like right away turned us down. They didn't understand it. They were not getting why this would be beneficial to them, but we had the early believers and the early kind of um, adopters like to, to say, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. Like, this is a great space. I want to have that experience. So we had those people and we found some gems from the very beginning of both for content and for exposure and sometimes even the the sweet spot of both. Um, and so we, we basically just organically started like that. We had people reaching, um, sorry, we had, we were reaching out to people and over time, we started to build a long-term partnership with most of these people because we really don't like the one-off type of collaboration. It was more like, okay, you're part of the Hinter team. This is a community. And essentially, over time, and while we did gain some popularity with the brand over the last few years, luckily, it is very rare that we'll have to go and seek people now. We have a lot of people requesting To come and stay. Um, And we do aim for about one creator per month per space, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the season. And honestly, what I've learned specifically from these partnerships is that it's really important to find the creators who, one, really want to be a part of your community, It's not just like, you know, oh, it's my birthday weekend, Uh, you know, I want to come stay, because to me those are a little bit of red flags when I get those emails, because to me it's very like, oh, I just want to stay, therefore I'm pitching this. And I don't, we don't love that, that mentality, we love when we get emails like, you know. I love what Hinter's about. I love what you believe in. And I believe in that too. I embody slow living. I embody, uh, you know, that mentality of, of taking time in nature. And I love design. That speaks to us because those are the creators that we see having long-term partnerships with. um, And I think that is, that's the sweet spot for us. That's where we want to go. And that's how we want to work in the sense of, we we want those people to be part of our community.
0: In in terms of just quantity, uh, from an from an estimate standpoint, like how how many creators do you think you all have worked with to date if you had to guess?
3: Well, um that's tricky. I would say ooh. I mean ever in any of our spaces, I would probably say close to I don't know. 60 yeah, that, yeah. that's my guess, but I, I could be totally off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, needless to say, uh, a, a lot, right? And and, and so you've had experience working with people in a variety of contexts who have a variety of skill sets, and as you mentioned before, trying to find folks that both have have sort of a heart for your mission and a heart for what the Hinterbrand's about, and also have the talent and the audience to to align with that. If you can get that, you know, magic trifecta, that's that's where you strike gold.
3: Definitely. And I think that it's also important to note that sometimes the creators will only give you one out of the two. And that's okay if it's aligned with your goal at the time. So if you're looking for content and there's an amazing photographer, videographer, they only have, let's say, 400 followers on Instagram, but their content is going to level up your page, your website, your newsletter, your Instagram, everything. Who cares, right? Because you're just getting beautiful content. And in other cases, if you are working with a creator who is, you know, they have the most engaged community, they care so much about what every single thing that this creator does, diehard fans, and they're not on brand for you. At the same time, as much as we do try to really curate our branding, um, we like we also see the benefit of really great exposure. Maybe their vibe is different, but if they have people who like nature, but their vibe otherwise is different, then that's okay. And they'll they'll spread the joy to their community. And then we don't have to repost it. We don't have to dilute our branding for it. That's okay, We'll we'll take the exposure. So I think it's really important to note that yes, it is the trifecta, it is the sweet spot, but if you can only get one out of the two and that's your current goal, that's okay too. Wow,
0: that's uh that that's super interesting. And uh I, I love sort of the the very specific kind of you aim for one creator per month per property. I think that's like that's a very tangible thing that folks can kind of think through and figure out whether or not something works in works in their context. Isaac, I'm curious you you've had a lot of people come and stay at at Live Oak. Like your setup is a little bit different and then you've got, you know, seven units at the same location, right? So maybe a little bit easier uh, to to host creators and influencers. But what are what has been your strategy in and roughly speaking, how many people would you would you um guests have, have stayed at Live Oak Lake in exchange for either a a paid promotion, uh, and, or, and, or just kind of like a night, a free night swap.
2: Yeah. So when we first launched, uh, I was posting on social media. I had no idea about the concept of giveaways or creators and influencers until uh, this great influencer named Amanda, who Ben and I have both used in our, in our region here in Texas, reached out to me and she introduced me to the concept and I've told the story before, but we hired, I scheduled her to come a few months later. And in the meantime, we got kicked off of Airbnb. <laughs> and so uh, thankfully I was able to, for a few days, it was a glitch in their system, but thankfully I was able to partner with even somebody more immediately. And we spent $900 on a partnership. These folks actually didn't come out. It was less of an influencer account. It was more of like a regional travel account that posts you know, deals on different things. Uh, that you can do in, in travel and leisure. And we got $40,000 of direct bookings in one week off of this one stay. It was un- insane and like 5,000 wow. five thousand 5, followers from that. So when that happened, it totally revolutionized my viewpoint. And that, that was like, fortunately, like two weeks into the whole process. So we found, I kind of learned that right in the beginning, total newbie though, when it came to social media. So when that happened, I was like, I'm going all out on this. And I realized, we're just launching, we have not been building this thing in public, so we have a lot of vacancy to start with, I may as well fill up as many nights as I can, and it was a trial by fire, I, I had a lot that, I can resonate with what Emily said, because we've become a lot more choosy since then, but we cast the net wide initially, we were, I was cold DMing a bunch, as well as a bunch refining me, because after that first giveaway, there was obviously a lot more inbound, and, and you know, publicity starts snowballing. And so the first six months, which is where we really relied heavily on influencers to do the heavy lifting with our social, we hosted, um, I think 25 different influencers between like 23 and 30, somewhere in there. And then, and we gave away, um, we gave away like 35 free nights. Um, so we spent, and we can talk about this more as well later, if you want to, we spent uh, probably about $15,000 between those influencers because maybe 40, 40 to 50% of those actually charged. The rest of them were micro-influencers, and we were comping stays. Um, but yeah, just to, to, to give the nutshell, that first six months, we grew the following to 50000 just on the backs of those partnerships. So super, super effective, generating hundreds of thousands of direct bookings. And then since then, we have continued, We have the strategy has evolved and we've definitely become more picky about who we're partnering with. I totally agree with Emily. We, we look at these as long-term relationships. We have these folks come out you know, twice a year, the best ones, um, and that way they're not saturating their audience, but we're also, we have that long-term, we understand each other, we know how to work with each other and we resonate with each other's brands. So there's a lot of synergy there. But now... I would say we we relied heavily on influencers and giveaways specifically to, to get the ball rolling and to jumpstart our social media. And then since then, I think now we're at like 100 and we're at 128,000 on Instagram. But so that that remaining 78,000 in the meantime has really been content hmm. with some influencers okay. interspersed, but a lot of content that, you know, you just hit that certain point of what I call critical mass in your social media following. And then you start, you get enough virality because... You know, every 10 or 20 reels that you post gets picked up by the algorithm, but influencers still do play a key part because we can strategize giveaways around like really strategic uh, content that we're posting. So if we have like a new season or a new videographer coming out to shoot, we'll cut up some videos for that, but then we'll strategize a giveaway right around that time so that you get the double benefit of that extra comments, extra engagement from the audience and that just helps to to jumpstart more virality with that content.
0: Uh, there's there's so much there, Isaac, and you're, you're always just such a, a wealth of knowledge here. Uh, w- one of the things I just want to give you a, a quick shout out for, which I noticed actually, when I was checking out your, your masterclass is on, I think on the live Oak Lake homepage, right? right As you scroll down, maybe right below, like the hero banner, there's like a video that says experience live Oak Lake in the spring or something like that. Right. And, and, and your point, I I assume, right. Is to give folks uh, a view of, Hey, if I was to book a stay at live Oak Lake in the next few months, what is it actually going to look like for me now? Right. And so, so much of the time, even with folks that have incredible stays, the, they're not updating their content frequently enough where it's like hey I don't want to see like winter right now right or like or, or like when it is the fall i i I, I want to see winter like I'm booking a winter getaway I don't want to see your house in the summer right and it seems like such a basic simple thing and yet it's something that A lot of folks just fail to, to update consistently. So I liked your comments there about working with finding these partners that you can work with, that, you know, the quality of their work is great and you can invite them back on a seasonal basis to ensure that you have content that is appropriate given where we're at or where folks might be, might be looking to book. All right, friends, it's me again with just a wee bit more info about our friends at Minoan. So in addition to providing hosts with a completely free system to help streamline furnishing and granting hosts access to hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands, Minoan also enables hosts to make their homes shoppable in a way that's subtle and also sophisticated. So here's an example of how this works. Let's say a guest sends you a message remarking how well they slept during their stay. And they ask, you know, what kind of mattress was in in the master bedroom, because when they get home, they want to buy a new mattress. Cause again, they had just such a beautiful night's sleep, right? Well, as it turns out, it was a purple mattress that you had ordered via Minoan when you were furnishing your home. Well, if that guest does go and buy a purple mattress, Minoan thinks that you should get a cut of that sale, right? After all, it was a great night's sleep on your mattress that convinced this guest that they had to have the same one. So Minoan's technology enables hosts to earn commissions on everything from mattresses to coffee makers and soaps to sofas. You can save on high-end furnishings upfront, and then if you want, you have the ability to earn cash money whenever your guests buy the products that they fell in love with while they were staying at your vacation rental so again you don't have to do this right you can just use minoan to buy these incredible glorious furnishings for your home you don't also have to make your home shoppable but if you want to do that minoan provides a really easy simple way to do this that does not you know disturb guest experience it's not like there's like price tags on everything right like it's a very subtle very sophisticated kind of like one little qr code uh, that you can put anywhere in your in your home and folks can go in and and explore the um the furnishings uh, around your space, just by quickly scanning that, that QR code. You could throw it in your, you know, on your kitchen sink near your kitchen sink, or you could put it, you know, near uh, near the guest bedroom, whatever it might be, right? Um, so I want you to take a moment right after this conversation, or you could pause the episode and do this right now, and I want you to sign up for a free count at minoanexperience.com. Please, please, please tell the folks there that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Just head on over to Minoan.com. That's M-I-N-O-A-N, experience.com. And again, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate you taking some time to check out Minoan. And let me know what you think about their offerings. Ben, I want to get you you in the mix here, too, because I think one of the things that's been uh, that I've appreciated about Onera is you you have like ridiculously unique concepts and really, really, really cool spaces that are that are like, I would say like Instagram famous in that like I, I haven't seen another like monarch butterfly looking like structure like I've seen that that you all have. Um, and so how have you leveraged creators and influencers in in the aggregate? What are we talking here? Have you worked with dozens? Have you worked with hundreds? Have you worked with just a few? Talk to us a little about your influencer strategy today.
1: Yeah, happy to. And <clears throat> I think there's gonna be some similarities, some differences to Isaac's experience. Um, I guess off the bat, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 influencers that we've directly coordinated with over the year and a few months that we've actually been working with influencers. We opened in November November 2021, and we actually didn't host our first influencer influencer until February. I had like just kind of gotten the Instagram going. We were killing it on Airbnb. We thankfully didn't get kicked off Airbnb, so... <laughs> You know, it was a little less uh, urgent for us to spin up the direct booking engine. And we were doing so well on Airbnb, it was a lower priority. And we were just trying to put out, you know, some fires of getting the operation to run smoothly. This was the, by far the biggest development that I had done, ground up new construction. And I remember Texas Explorer, Amanda, um, was hitting, she was the first one to hit me up. She, she, I guess she found Onera on Airbnb. And we, we, she started messaging us in Airbnb, like, you got to let me come stay, but, you know, doing her whole pitch, she was very persistent. And I was kind of like, whatever, whatever, you know, for a while. And finally was like, okay, let's, let's host her and see how she does. And that's around the time that we set up our direct booking, set up our Instagram account. And she really helped us kind of, you know, rocket fuel to start. Right. I mean, she has a highly engaged following. We did a giveaway. Um, We, we probably... Uh, picked up five, 6,000 followers out the gate, which was really nice to to kind of jumpstart things. And I wasn't tracking it as closely then, but it was for sure tens of thousands of bookings for a free comp stay yeah. and normally she charges. But because, you know, we, I was like, we're not doing paid influencers, like we're barely doing this at all. I mean, she, she just wanted to show off the Onera units and be the first person to stay there. So she ended up, you know, doing it, doing it for for a comp. Um, we, we we continue to work with her, and she's not giving us that deal again, which is which is fine. I get it. I mean, she's proven her value, so we we pay to play now, um, which really is how we think about influencers across the board now. I mean, I was pretty against paying for a long time, and I know we're going to get into this more, so I won't talk too too much about it. But um, the the thought has definitely shifted on that. The ROI is is so insanely high, even if you're paying. And we want influencers to refer us to that, you know, other influencers in their community, you make sure they have a good experience, that we like appreciate their value, certainly that they're in line with our values and have a targeted audience that's you know gonna be interested in staying at a place like O'Nera. And that's, you know, one of the big things that that we've kind of learned as well. Size of following, you know, doesn't necessarily matter as much as how targeted it is and really how engaged Mm. it is and similar to what what isaac was referring to you know we we still try to host a lot of influencers i mean we're not we're actually trying to host more and more as much as we can i mean we have 11 units at onera a weekday stay is not worth that much to us i mean we're more than happy to comp stays and pay influencers some of them you know don't even necessarily want to stay they want to come and shoot between guests and we're happy to pay them because you know the returns have been pretty remarkable so yeah, we our, our, our strategy has definitely shifted and we are producing a lot more of our own professional content, trying to create more engaging you know, content that has the chance to go viral. And we've seen influencer inbound like three, four X since we started doing mm. that. And we had a lot in the beginning, then it kind of tailed off. I, I don't know why, if we weren't like the new cool kid on the block anymore or whatever it was, but then we you know, made a conscious effort to do some outreach and then start producing really high quality content, which has led to more inbound again.
0: Uh, this is just a, a wealth of of knowledge, folks. I, I really appreciate that kind of like rough uh, lay of the land here on, on the, uh, the paid versus uh, uh, unpaid sort of uh, collaborations. Emily, you mentioned early on that uh, you guys have just done comp stays um, uh, today that you haven't actually paid people uh, f- to to come and stay at at Hinter and then Isaac and Ben have done a a, a combo. Um, Isaac and Ben, like roughly like ballpark numbers, like in terms of paid campaigns, right, where you have actually paid somebody for their for their content, right? Are we talking about? 10k spent, 2k spent, 100k spent. Like roughly, since you guys have been live, would what would you estimate you've spent
2: on on paid collaborations? I'll go first. Uh, so I mentioned, I think we spent around 15,000 total. Uh, that most expensive we spent. Tw- we've spent 25 to 3,500 two or three times. So those were like the big ones. Um, Amanda was that who we've both referenced repeatedly was actually I think 1500 maybe her price has gone up now she was tied for the most effective though so uh, once again just because somebody's charging a lot doesn't mean it's going to be great obviously but um, you can find some hidden gems that are kind of mid-range too as far as what they charge and then we've 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 done several that were like 500 to 1000 as well so I don't want to take too much time one one more note I will yeah. say on this though as far as payment um, when it comes to those that, you know, because obviously we don't approach them. If if, if if we're reaching out, we never approach, how much do you charge? We just say we want to work together and we let them sort of begin to dictate how they, they want to work. And we've already done research on them before we reach out. So we're not just sending to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but there is a huge place for micro-influencers for these creators that Emily's talking about, too, that some of them are just creating content. And this is one of the things we learned early on, though some of them we were foolish to like do a giveaway because they didn't have a following. We weren't foolish because we were just learning. I wouldn't do it again. But the content that they created, now we've kind of create, create our own system for how we post. We're extremely curated in what we post. But early on, we didn't have anything. And they some of these folks gave us really great content to post. So even if we didn't do a giveaway with them and they didn't charge us just giving them one night stay, we could get three to five reels that we would use, which are super valuable from a content perspective as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you, what, what about you guys, Ben, roughly, how much do you think that you've spent on, on creator so far?
1: So we've actually only paid one. um, and that
0: that
1: was 3,500 bucks. And the returns were remarkable. I mean, we, our direct bookings jumped by about 40 grand. Uh, Originally, I thought it was 30 and recalculated. I think it was closer to 40. So that's well over a 10X return inside of a month. So if it's a thousand bucks or 3,500 bucks, I don't, I frankly don't really care if the return is 10X. So if if they're worth it, I'm happy to pay. And and that's really what we have been trying to create a, basically, you know, figure out which ones are good and which ones are not, right? How engaging are they? How, How targeted is their audience? you know, related to, to actually wanting to book Onera, and there's some value in just getting followers, but obviously the, the, the best ROI is, is, you know, in straight bookings. So we really are trying to suss that out. Um, but yeah, again, we're, we we had this experience a few months ago of, of finally doing our first paid
0: and happy to do more of that. Yeah. What, 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 what I think is interesting based off of what you both just shared is, I mean, we're not talking about like gobs of my Like if you guys were to have hired a marketing agency or whatever to help with the promotion of your respective places, like for, i mean for all three of you, I mean, you would have been spending loads and loads and loads more. Right. So like the actual like ROI, even if you're just looking at more vanity metrics, like followers or, or, or engagement on your content, like it's, remarkably significant given given the amount actually spent. Now, of course, you have to take into account, right, free nights given, right, and what that's actually worth and whatnot, and that's, you know, that's not nothing. That's that's incredibly important. You guys know your numbers uh, well, so you you figured out what, you know, h- how to do that in a way that doesn't hurt, but but ultimately helps the business. Emily, I, I want to talk to you specifically about how you've thought about the success of campaigns, because one of the, you know, one, one of the questions that we get asked a lot, too, is, how do you, how do you sort of think through whether a partnership is, is worth it? Obviously there's okay. Just tangible deliverables. Are you going to create three to five reels for me? Like Isaac said, are you going to give me 20 photos? Like how do you sort of strike great partnerships? What have you learned that works really, really well with setting these up for success? And then what are the metrics that you use to evaluate whether or not you want to invite this respective creator back?
3: Okay. So actually Unlike Ben and Isaac, um, we have not been working on a paid basis. This is something that we have at this point, we are a smaller, um, we are kind of still a small startup. So at this point we have felt that this is not where we're at Um, and luckily it's worked really well for us. Because we do have a really nice community of people who really want to stay. They really believe in the brand. They believe in slow living. They want to come and have the Hinter experience while sharing it with their audience. So it does really feel, um, at this current state, it really feels like a win win on both ends. And um, at least for now, we're not looking to work on a paid basis. And it's been quite successful for us. And when it comes to setting these up for success. I think that we've learned so much over the years. We used to kind of be like, yeah, sure. Yep. Go, you know, off you go and (laughs) create your content and share it with your audience. And like, maybe here's a discount code. Like, yes, that's great. The discount code, we still do use that quite often. So we can measure success, measure certain metrics of are they sending us bookings? Um, Although I have to say there are, other ways of measuring that as well. Uh, like I think we said a little bit earlier, we've talked about um, you know, maybe they made a video go viral. Maybe they're gaining you uh, followers. Maybe they're getting more clicks on your website. Um, however, we've also realized that in order to set up the uh, success of a creator, we have realized that honestly, the best thing that we can possibly do is to jump on a call. We jump on calls with these creators nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10 maybe because we want them to feel part of the brand. So we talk to them, we tell them about Hinter, we learn about their style and their audience. We give them some inspiration, not only on the call, but also we'll send them some links of either videos we've done in the past or other creators have done for us in the past, maybe even from other brands, nothing to do with hospitality necessarily, sometimes just a brand that inspires us. And we're like, wow, this is cool. Let's send this to our creators so they get they get to see this too and hopefully they make something that was inspired by that. Hmm. So we really believe that to to set them up for success, we need to give them the right tools. And how can they do that if we don't give them enough? So we do make a contract, we put all that in, in writing, and we also build a relationship before they even get there. And we feel that that has helped enormously
0: i love that and i love that you guys actually hop on calls and, and do some sort of like interview to make sure that because because it, it is a partnership right they're interviewing you as much as you are interviewing them right they they have an audience well even if they are the ones that initially reach out it might not be a good fit and they might need you all to tell them that right and, and then obviously vice versa so I, I love sort of the the attention and care that you that you all take because again at the end of the day we talk about these things as partnerships oftentimes if there are a couple of DMs exchanged over Instagram and then that's pretty much it, right? But you guys you guys seem to be taking this fairly really seriously, which is I think really great for the for the community as a whole. Hey everybody, so if you don't already know this, Behind the Stays is a part of the Hospitality FM network, which is an incredible conglomerate of podcasts that cover every aspect of hospitality, from hotels to food and beverage, and of course, to short-term rentals. Now, there are so many incredible creators that are a part of the HFM network, but I wanted to highlight one of my favorite shows, No Vacancy, that's hosted by my friend, Natalie Palmer. Natalie is an Airbnb ambassador and a 17-time superhost who manages eight properties. And she does all of this remotely while being a stay at home mom. What I love most about Natalie's show is that it's so freaking practical. She's great at finding an array of hosts with really diverse perspectives on business and marketing and of course the art and science of hospitality. One of my favorite debates that she regularly has on the pod with people that she brings on is whether or not direct booking strategies really make sense. You can find No Vacancy wherever you get your podcasts, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, et cetera, and new episodes drop every Wednesday with bonus episodes once a month on a Friday. Oh, and if you don't already follow Natalie on Instagram, you are totally missing out. Her reels are absolutely epic and they're chock full of value. Just search Natalie Palmer on Instagram and you'll find her. She's the only Natalie Palmer who's got that coveted blue check mark. All right, guys, go check out No Vacancy. Let me know what you think of the pod and be sure to say hi to Natalie if you end up following her on Instagram and just let her know that you heard about her and her show from behind the stairs. All right, folks, back to today's episode. I want to ask a question more, uh, looking, looking to the future here, because I, a lot of the, we've had folks who've come on this podcast that are some of the creators and influencers that you guys have worked with. Um, a lot of folks who are creators and influencers tune into this podcast. And one of the things I've learned getting to know some of, some of the best is, you know, they're, they're small businesses, quite frankly. Right. Uh, and, and their margins are, are quite slim. And so even if it's a paid, even if it's a paid effort, right, they're not, they're not walking away with, with, with gobs of profit, right. Um, when, when all is said and done, most people are not covering travel costs for these folks to get to the place. Right. And of course they get the content, like you were saying, Emily, of course, that helps them build their respective brand and audience. But what are your thoughts on sort of like where this, where we're going here, like the, the future, right. Are and now there are so many uh, hosts that I know in the space, so many hospitality entrepreneurs that are so like done with influencers, quite frankly, because they get, they just get hit up. So much now that your guys' DMs probably explode, right? All the time with people that want to come out and take great photos in exchange for a free night. And I've I've seen some of these DMs. People have, you know, sent me the screenshots and some of them are like so super aggressive, right? Like people, it's just an interesting time, right? Where where like the Airbnb influencer is very much a thing right now. But as we as we sort of like move into the future, what are, your honest thoughts about how to how to collaborate with with folks in in a more meaningful way like should there be is there is there a role for a professional creator in the hospitality space that does earn sort of like a, a a meaningful uh wage with respect to kind of working with with brands like y'all's or I know I'm sort of putting you all on the spot here but h- how do you guys think about this this challenge slash this this opportunity um Isaac I'll I'll, I'll pick on you first
2: uh here what what are what are your thoughts on this I think I'm understanding your question. So <clears throat> as far as my thoughts on the future of this as a career <laughs> or occupation, I think that there's always going to be too much hype around social media and being an influencer. And it's already kind of become almost has a little bit of a negative connotation just because it's become such a buzzword. Yeah, There's what I think I've seen studies like the number one occupation kids want to be as a YouTuber or whatever. And obviously not everybody can be that. It's in fact a very, in my opinion, is a small slice. People need to actually be out there creating these properties as well, and as well as restaurants and other hospitality endeavors. But that being said, there absolutely is a long-term meaningful role for the creators that want to give themselves to this, that have the talent, that, that can create the audience. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If they can build an audience that is valuable then they're always going to have people that want to work with them. Yeah. And so some of them may not be able to build the audience but they may be able to create much better content quality-wise than those that can build the audience. And so maybe they should shift their role a little bit and be more of a content creator or whatever. But uh, there's there's absolutely going to be an ongoing role. I mean just looking at the numbers we we've, we've all said it but 10x is a pretty common uh, refrain you're hearing here from one off partnerships that yeah. doesn't even take into consideration the long-term value of that relationship. So huge, huge opportunity for those that are truly serious about it and that can demonstrate that they have a gift for it. Do you, do
0: you all think, uh, and Ben, I'll go to you on this one. Do you all, and then Emily, I want your thoughts on this as well. Do you, do you, what do you think about like rev shares or like a f- true, true affiliate partnerships? Like, do you think that there's a role of like, like, cause I, I would imagine a, as creators, you know, we've had like Levi Kelly on the show and, you know, he's, he does obviously incredible work, uh, with, with his, with his videos and whatnot. And, you know, he oftentimes, uh, I, I, in fact, I don't think he charges at all for, for, for any of his stuff. Um, and he's got a model with just YouTube advertising that, that works for what he is doing right now. Right. But then the, there are other people, right. Who I think are incredibly talented, who, who have, a, a you know, a, a lot of opportunity, um. And and thirty five hundred dollars for a paid campaign and a free night is great, right? But if I'm thinking longer term, once I get to a certain level of of popularity, right? If I would love and am super passionate about the space, how do I how do I design a more meaningful business for myself, right? And so, like Ben, like what are your thoughts on on rev shares or 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 affiliate uh, uh, relationships as opposed to you know an upfront sort of payment? Have you explored any of these partnerships and have they yielded anything?
1: So we haven't explored anything like that to date just because it's not very prevalent in the industry yet, yeah. as you said, um, and we've gotten better at evaluating influencers. So we, we'd rather just pay them a flat, whatever they want to, you know, get paid or if they just want the, the uh, free stay to be able to get the content themselves, obviously we're happy to do that as well. We'd be open to it though. And so uh, I'm a little bit different of a take than Isaac in that I, I think it's, I think it's pretty binary. So I really believe the cream will rise mm-hmm. And those influencers, like that we've talked about, you know, me and Isaac both know, Emily, you know, where you are, you have a similar sort of set of influencers that have highly engaged audiences that that watch all their stuff and actually act based on their stuff. And you mentioned it as well. They might help you build your audience. And as you drip content, they decide to book a year later or something like that. And that, that's super valuable as well. But I do believe that they're undervalued right now, the good ones. I mean, you can't get 10X return on many things, right? So that means they're undervalued. And I think part of that is is what we're talking about around there's so many, uh, let's just say, not so great influencers or ones that just don't drive value. They don't know how. It's not not their fault. They're just not driving value for whatever reason. And I, I do believe that in the future we'll be better able to discern who the good ones are and, and and who the ones that you know just aren't really driving value. And we'll wanna pay for the ones that are great and we won't pay for the ones that aren't. I do think there's also a role that like I, I could see for my company in the future. I mean, we plan to have many unique stays under management, right? Not just Onera, but a whole bunch of different brands, uh, doing revenue management for them, doing you know social media management, content creation, coordinating with influencers, so, I mean, I could see us wanting to hire some of the best influencers full time and pay them like a really good salary to just go to our portfolio of places. And, and maybe we even send them elsewhere as well, just so, you know, the account is still viewed as kind of legitimate and unbiased and all the rest to some extent. So I, I think there's definitely roles for these people that are good. Um, I don't know exactly what they're going to turn out to be, but there's something there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a, it's an incredibly like thoughtful, um thoughtful critique. And, and I, I, w- I have seen some folks who are doing these, they're spinning up like agencies, like micro agencies, even like one man, two man, three, three person sort of like agencies and saying, Hey, I'm going to come out and create a bunch of content for you. And then, hey, want me to like manage your social for you as well, right? And so they're they're leveraging these opportunities, these one-off uh, engagements, in, into sort of like longer-term uh, relationships, which is which is really wonderful. Um, I I, w- I want to hear a little bit about what what has worked really well. You guys have touched on this a little bit, so maybe just like one one example, uh, Isaac, of of maybe a, a campaign. Uh, or, or not even a campaign but sort of like a, a relationship you you keep talk you guys have all talked about sort of trying to optimize for these longer term uh I- engagements with folks what is an example of one that has worked really well and what do you think the the infrastructure uh uh the 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 guidelines of that partnership that that were set up what what were those guidelines that has that has made that relationship
2: work well are you referring to the rules say of a giveaway or are you referring to like the the compensation structure with the partner, just
0: any, any sort of contract that you might have with, with a creator of like, when you, when you reflect on, Hey, these are our best relationships, right? What, what, were, what, what are the guidelines? Like what, what, what are the expectations? What are the deliverables, right? Uh, uh, that you've set up that you think have, have yielded the best success.
2: The first one for me is actually having deliverables and maybe, maybe not going out to a 30 page contract, but having something written down is ideal. I'm the kind of person that usually just goes off my gut and I can get caught up really quickly and, um, not communicate as well as I should and not be as clearly defined as I should. So that's the first thing actually defining what the expectations are, what the creator can agree to deliver. And what we typically do is if it's one of these, let's say that we're going to do a giveaway. So it's not talking about the ones that are creating content. Um, I want to see past results from three other giveaways that they've done in the past three months. So I know they have a currently engaged audience and see how many uh, likes follows and what kind of engagement those posts got. Another thing I'll do is like reach out to some of the other, uh, uh, some of the other properties that they have worked with, make sure that that's part of my due diligence. We're, We're good to go there. As far as the actual structure, obviously just, treat each other with respect and try to create a long-term relationship. I don't know exactly how to codify that. What I will say is, and to, to riff on something Ben was talking about before, we actually have tried some RevShare share ones with uh, compensation structures and done really well. So what we've done is $50 per booking. And I agree complete with completely with Emily. Do not don't just consider the, uh, the the direct bookings rate from a giveaway the only metric you're looking at. The audience growth is a very tangible metric that is valuable because we're looking at the lifetime value of our audience. Yeah, And anybody marketing is looking at LTV and, and, and customer acquisition costs. So I don't have those numbers specifically pinpointed, but I do know we have done exactly what she described. We've had people follow us And then we kind of warmly, you know, fed them great content. They get on our email list and we create this spider web. And eventually they realize, oh, i have got this data point here and that data point there. And I need to take a vacation. Let's go to Live Oak Lake. So don't undervalue the long-term relationship. But we have done the rev share and we do $50 per stay. We use the the coupon code. So that's an easy way for us to track how many we've sold. It also incentivizes those booking. They have a seven-day coupon code for 10% off. And we've seen great uh, results from that. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, you need to you need to trust each other because this is ideally going to be a long term relationship. And you ideally need to have, especially on the first one, something in writing, describing what you want, even as, as far as and I would I would be careful because some influencers are going to be like one or two that I'm thinking of in particular that just specialize in partnering with unique Airbnbs. They know what to do. You don't need to tell them exactly the kind of content to create depending on your brand and how careful you are. We actually keep our, uh, you know, we like to be slightly diversified in the kind of content we put out and who we partner with. So maybe we're not quite as narrow as say Henter is and Henter has a really strong brand and I really admire that. But some, most of them you do need to be very specific. I feel like in defining this is the kind of reel we like and we use reels now for the giveaways. We don't do a, uh, just a photo post because reels are the only things that get viral traction on, on Instagram. So hope that was helpful. No, very, very helpful. Uh, Emily,
0: would you would you add anything to that? How have you thought about crafting just the, the actual relationship with the creators that you've worked with?
3: So like I mentioned a little earlier, we do start, we try to start as early as possible, even before we work with the creators often. We'll jump on a call, we'll get to know them. Um, so that's kind of like the first, almost like the step zero, if you will. But something that's really important to us is once we start to work with, Creators. Um, Of course, we want to work on a long-term basis if if everyone's happy with the partnership and we want to go forward with it. That's really important to us. And in order to do that, we see it as not just creator stays, you know, not it's not just a cabin stay. And that's something that we tell all of the people that even reach out to us immediately in our first email. We say literally, we're not just a cabin stay. Like that's not what this is. And Mm -hmm. if that's what someone's looking for, probably not the right fit. We really want to work with people who want to be part of the community. And by be by be part of the community, what I mean is not just part of the community as in with us, but with each other. So how do we foster that? There's quite a few different things that we do and plan to do. So right now, currently, we have been hosting over the past year, um, almost every quarter, we've hosted a creative session. So what that looks like is, at least for local creators, um, we invite them to one of our spaces. We have some sort of event with other local businesses as well, but it's hosted by Hinter. And so we invite a bunch of them, could be 20 of them, could be 15 in an intimate setting. It's not a kind of a regular influencer event. We don't want to have like a swag bag. We don't <laughs> want any of that. It's like you don't leave with a bag, you leave with something that's changed in you. Hopefully mm. that is our goal. So um, for example, we did one uh, last year where there was like yoga and meditation session at one of the spaces. Then we went to a vineyard nearby and we had a picnic. Um, kind of an indoor picnic it was a rainy day it was beautiful another time we did a ski day and then an journaling kind of intention setting session for the new year because it was in the holidays and most recently we had one where there were a couple of different groups so it was done in small groups so that people really got to know each other and there was a foraging uh, a foraging session where they went and learned about foraging and permaculture And then there was also a journaling session and a sound healing session. So all this to say, these are things that we're doing so that people meet each other, get connected to other like-minded creators as well. And we meet them and they meet us and we build relationships. That's what we're currently doing in addition to the regular creative stays. Um, And in the future, especially when we have the space in Vermont, we're really excited to do artist residencies. So, uh, you know, to have, let's say one of the creatives staying at the hotel and creating while yeah. other guests are there because yeah. it will be more hotel format. So there'll be different people staying at the same, uh, same area. And maybe even sometimes having, depending on what type of work they are, what type of artist they are, uh, it could be a vernissage. It could be a group photo session, whatever it is. And we also want this to be a space where we do retreats. So I know earlier we talked about like paid collaborations versus not paid collaborations. And this is something that we see is also really interesting that some of these creators who maybe we don't pay them um, directly from our pockets to theirs, maybe we provide them with, with a stay instead and an experience. However, we are really interested in the idea of providing them with opportunities to create income. So they there's options as well for giving them the space to run a retreat, right? So a creative can run a retreat if they're part of our community and they would make the money from the ticket sales. You know, maybe we would just cover kind of the nightly cost. Everything else would be for them to create and to build their community and to gain income. So we really want to provide ways for our community members to feel valued, to feel excited about Hinter and about their own work. And of course, number 1, we want them to be doing all these things in spaces that inspire them and that they can truly feel like they're creating in.
0: I I love this approach and I mean there's so many different ideas you could run with, especially with, you know, creating what you what you guys are developing in in Vermont. And what's exciting to you is you're essentially creating other pathways for folks to kind of grow with hinter, right? So maybe they've, maybe they started by staying at one of your homes, one of, one of your spaces uh, a couple years ago and they've maintained, you know, community with with you all now they get an opportunity to have a residency at at your new hotel i mean it's just it's it's super 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 cool um so i I love i love how you guys are thinking kind of just above and beyond the you know giveaway or or you know a free night stay i also love uh what you're doing emily because a lot of these folks right they they are pretty disconnected and i've i talked i've talked to several folks who you know they know each other from instagram they like each other's fo- uh, photos they you know they comment on each other's reels but there there aren't like standards or like baselines really for for even them understanding like hey wait w- when you went to isaac's place did he pay you or was it free you know like when you when you worked with ben did did you know ben give you two nights or just one night free right like like there are there there are these questions and, and then these unknowns and a lot of this is pretty like you know, hush, hush, there, there aren't like standard expectations for how to work with creators. Right. Um, and, 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 and right. And a lot of that is because their audiences and, and their content is not standardized. Like it's, it's all, it's all pretty like unique. You As you guys have all said, you might find somebody who has incredible talent, but a very, very, very small audience. And then there's the vice versa. And, you know, folks have to work with a good combination of people with audience and people with, with talent. And obviously you, you want to figure out how you can strike you know both as as much as possible but that that doesn't always happen so what you're doing what you guys are doing a hinter of trying to be the place where creator community can happen i'm sure will pay remarkable dividends if you guys can continue to to develop a relationship with that with the creator community and you're seen as like the place to come in and retreat themselves, right? Like they get to come to a beautiful space to just relax. Versus most of the time, they're in these beautiful spaces and they're freaking like working, right? To to create a, a beautiful product that you all will be happy with. Uh, ben, I, I have a question just around the, the when 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 you've worked with uh, influencers and, and creators as well, are has there been like a magic partnership where you're like whether it's number of deliverables or type of deliverables, whether it's the video walkthroughs that are really the 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 best thing versus just kind of still photo content versus a, like a, a quick reel, longer form versus short form, like any, anything you've learned or so far that if, if you had to rinse and repeat that campaign five times over, you would be really happy to do so. Like what what is that ideal campaign?
1: Yeah, I do think it's short form video reels. I mean, as, as Isaac mentioned as well, um, certainly has a, a lot better chance of going viral, really hitting versus a photo. Um, so, so we, you know, the expectation is that they're the influencers at least going to do a reel, I will say they all kind of have their own style, right. And there's a lot of different ways to kind of, you know, skin the cat. And, um, I think there was some talk around having some uniformity of content on your page. I think Isaac mentioned that. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, maybe we'll accept a collaboration, but at some point down the road, you know, we'll take it off because we want our page to really have that more cohesive flowing look and, and really all of our content to be, um, just kind of when when you're scrolling through it to have to have it be like soothing to the eye and and not really bounce around all over the place. Um, so I do think there's a balance, but no, I can't tell you there's like a this like specific formula. Unfortunately, uh, I do want to riff a little bit on what Emily said. Um, I, I I love that, and we've thought more and more about basically like giving the influencers the world, right? Like trying to give them the best experience possible at your location. So as we roll out experiences at Onera, so, I mean, we have, you know, in-room massage that we're working on rolling out, we have, you know, private chef experience, gourmet delivery, You know, a whole bunch of different things, romantic packages. We always used to just comp those for whenever an influencer was staying with a significant other. So, really trying to give them the full experience so they can show all of that off. A, they have such a great time. They hopefully refer you. They want to come back. They're that much. I feel like there's also an element of if they're excited about what you're offering and they're genuinely having a blast and love it, that's going to show through. Like that, I do think that matters. And one thing that we've, that we did at, not, not at Onero, we also have a experiential group stay resort in Palm Springs called Spirit of Sophia, 11 bedroom on one side, 12 bedroom on the other side. So we can host like very big groups. So we've had these you know, influencer bonanzas, if you will, where we're, we'll have like you know, 12, 15 influencers or a mix of like lifestyle models and influencers and sometimes we'll even do some, some shoots around that, some curated shoots, you know, assuming they're obviously they're, they're consenting on that ahead of time. Cause influencers can be touchy about that, but you know, we, we give them, uh, you know, we give them catered meals and, and wrap all these experiences and it becomes this, you know, this event that can kind of feed on itself. And also they have such a good time. They want to come back. They want to refer other, you know, other quality influencers as well. So that's, that's been an approach that we want to continue to push the envelope on and see, you know, is there a point of diminishing returns or does it just keep kind of, you know, adding value and snowballing, which is what we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, super, super well said. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping, Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site, and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again that's bnbping.com. My final question for for you all and I would like each of you to answer this question is as you think about sort of the future of your respective brands and and what you all are are building independently. Again, I think that the thing that unites all three of you is you. Have, you care a lot about brand. You care a lot about unique stage. You care a lot about experiential hospitality, uh, but you're you're all different in your your own right. But as you think about your your business and and kind of the future of of growth, um, what what if anything? What opportunities do you see for creator collaborations? Like, is there is there like a a niche type of content that you feel like, hey, not enough people are paying attention to this and I I wish we could work with a creator who had really mastered, you know, X or, Hey, you know, where I see real opportunity, which would help us from a business standpoint in in terms of our, our own growth is if someone spent more time documenting this aspect of what we're trying to do, like, is there is, in other words, are there opportunities in the space that you see for creators that aren't as just evident as someone who's really good at creating a reel and has good taste in, in, you know, shooting, Uh, beautiful photos. Uh, Anything come to mind?
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I talked about a little bit earlier, um, we definitely want to do a lot of really fun community building uh, types of programs and activities within the hinter community. So that's something that we really see in the future of our brand specifically. And to speak on creators, kind of like what we're looking for, um, what we would love to see, For us, what we are dying to see more of is really more um, design-oriented content. So creators who have that specific eye for design and they can highlight the architectural features of a space, that is so important to us because we focus on design. So when the creators go in and they can um, highlight that and they can then share that with their audience that is so important to us because we want their audience to be able to pick up on what we're trying to share right we don't want them to we, we yes we love lifestyle content don't get me wrong um but we don't want them only to see it as like oh it's a pretty cabin no we want them to see like oh this place is design focused this place is focused on Letting me slow down, calming my nervous system. This space allows me to connect with nature. So, these are all of the ethos that Hinter has. So, when there is a creator who comes in and is able to effectively narrate that message for us to their audience, I mean, that is like chef's kiss. Like, that is the yeah. perfect, perfect thing that we can ask for. So, of course, Um, for any of the creators that are listening to this, if that's you, and if you love design and nature and slow living, I mean, sounds like you're perfect for us. So definitely reach out and, you know, we are on Instagram at hinter company, and that is probably the easiest way to at least start the conversation. And then we usually switch to emails to, to get things flowing, but absolutely. That's what we're looking for. That's what we want to see more of, um, we love reels, we love photos, but when they're done in a kind of a specific aesthetic, where it makes you, it makes you want to be there so badly. It's not just like wow, that is so pretty, um, but it's kind of like wow, that is different. I need to go see that.
0: So well said. Uh, what, what do you? What, what about you, Isaac? Any anything pop out?
2: I love that about design because that is one thing. Come to think of it, that. doesn't necessarily typify most of the creators we've worked with, which no shade, they've been awesome, but people that can actually appreciate good design, like picture Dwell Magazine coming or Architectural Digest coming and doing a reel on your property. I would love to see a creator that could pull that off. Um, The other thing, this might be a little bit out of the box, but and I've said this a couple times before, and I'll adapt the answer to this question. I think that the relationship should start, potentially could start with the property owner, a host, property manager, and the creator before the property is even, the vision has even come to life so that you could capture some of that process and tell the story of creating it. I think this is something I haven't really thought about in terms of bringing an influencer in, but I think it actually could work really well. And there are YouTubers, you know, when we say influencer, of course, we're talking about this huge spectrum of people, but uh we had a big, well, a couple of different YouTubers come out, not just Levi, but Shelby Church and Cody Sanchez. And there are others, too, that each have their different theme. Maybe one is kind of coming at it more from the business perspective of what are the financials behind this. And maybe you are or maybe you aren't comfortable sharing that. Some of them are going to be coming at more of like a DIY perspective. How can people pull this off? Uh, but I mentioned Shelby because she's kind of combined a couple of these different threads uh, in, in a lot of her work. And she has an interest in unique Airbnbs. But bringing in an influencer like that during the process, I know she did that. Uh, Devin Lobrop, who you've had on the show, created an amazing property called Pacific Bend, built a million followers on social. He filmed himself that process. He built that following off the story. But I know Shelby, like actually when she came to our property, she was on her way back. She she stopped at Devin's place on, or, on her way here. So she was creating content for the video that she ended up producing on him uh, based off of some of the construction phase. So whether you're buying a place and renovating it or creating something from the ground up, that's a great opportunity to consider using an influencer uh, that will help tell the story, help bring publicity, building in public, whatever it is that you're creating, or at least create the content that could then be released and repurposed when it's sort of like all done and you're kind of looking at behind the scenes how it got pulled off. So that's one other angle I just thought of.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic idea. Uh, folks who are creators and influencers go capitalize on something like that. It's hard enough to build these incredible spaces, let alone to also document it. Uh, I think that there's absolutely an opportunity there. All right, Ben, take us home. Any, anything else that you would add to this dynamic conversation? So
1: I love both of those. I, I definitely love this whole idea of mid construction and like showing, you know, where it came from and what it became. We're actually trying to do that with our Onero Wimberley location. We're building a 28 unit, you know, $20 million, super luxury treehouse resort in Wimberley with some of the best views that you've ever seen. And just seeing it come to life now with the, the the sites kind of opened up and even just the foundations in a little bit of the framing and and kind of seeing like what it's becoming, I think would be something very cool to capture. We plan on doing it ourselves, but if there was an influencer that wanted to collaborate on it, it would be super interested in that as well. Um, I think that, for, for me and for us, the key things that, that we look for and kind of, I think, the ideal influencer beyond just looking at their engagement and audience and all that, if they're a really strong videographer, right? I mean, they understand what they're doing when it comes to that. Stuff's not blown out. The, I mean, the video is high quality, something that we can use or just looks good on our page. And then also like being good at kind of storyboarding, right? Creating a video that is engaging and brings you into the experience. And I mean, I I like occasionally having these kind of tour walkthrough videos, but I have to be honest, I think the, the most compelling and attractive videos are the ones that are a little more lifestyle oriented and show bits and pieces of your stay, but show that influencer enjoying it, having the time of their life, connecting with a partner, whatever it may be in this, you know, incredibly unique, pristine Inspirational setting, so somebody that can can and it really comes down to that storyboarding. Can you really think through, you know, what's going to be the the hook, what's going to create suspense in that reel that's really going to draw people in? And some people get that, some people don't. Um, if you think you get it, please you know reach out to us. I think I mentioned my handles, but at Stay On Era is uh, our, our Instagram, and yeah, would love to work with more folks that
0: really get it. Well, this has been such a treat. Ben, Isaac, and Emily, thank you all so much for the generosity of of your time here. Folks who are tuning in, uh, these three, you're going to want to watch them. Uh, They they are the next generation of hospitality entrepreneurs. And so if you are interested in figuring out how to replicate cool, unique stays, if you want to build a a lifestyle hospitality brand, and or if you just want a really great place to stay, uh, we'll have links to all of their social handles and their websites and all that fun stuff in the show notes below. We'll organize them in an efficient way so you know uh, you know where to, where to find Ben versus Isaac versus Emily. But I just wanna thank you all one last time for, for your time. It's, it's been a pleasure and keep doing all the great work that you're doing. You all are progressive leaders in this space and it's exciting to continue to follow you. And I'm, I'm just glad that there are people like you all that are cultivating a new path for what it means to really live into the future of hospitality. So thank you three for your time. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.